In this podcast, we review pilot episodes of popular TV shows with a dose of shenanigans along the way. I'm Burden. I'm Dave. And this week, we are reviewing Amazon Prime's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So, sit back, relax, and don't blame me. Don't blame the Um, yeah, sorry that we missed, um, we were just talking about before, but if there was any time to do, like, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, which I've never seen, it was episode 66, and it's gone. We, we've done this a few times, we did it with the 24th episode, which should have been the TV show 24. Mm. And we said we'll do it on 124, and we're actually halfway there, which is kind of scary, because you just think, oh, we'll never get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll never get there, we'll, we'll pack it in at some point, <laughs> won't we? And we're still here, aren't we? Uh, so yeah, like the, the, what if, if anyone's got any ideas, what other other numbers we can do? Um, if there's any like anything connected to a show or anything like that in the pipeline, we're on episode sixty-seven. This is episode sixty-seven, isn't it? So, if there's any numbers in the foreseeable future that we could do a TV show, let us know. And obviously, we have a subreddit, which is MDBTP podcast, which is our subreddit. And um, we'll we, we have a bit of a laugh on there, and it'll be great to get you on it and, and tell us what numbers could be associated with yeah, the TV show, and that, that'd be really good. Um, the uh, oh, sorry, I was gonna bless him. Like, um, I just remembered that I'd, I'd messaged Bacho last night, being like, "Oh, look, if if you're ready tomorrow, we could just blag Pingu at the last minute." <laughs> But um, thankfully, and I was thinking, oh my God, what if he said, <laughs> what if he said he could come on? But thankfully, right, he's coming, he's, he, he's going to do... We, we should never blag Pingu. No, he's not going to do next week. That, that's already that show that you went to that weird secret cinema thing. <laughs> Bridgerton did, it's yeah. massive. <laughs> I've, I've never heard of it. I've never... <laughs> yeah, but we're doing that next week, Bridgerton. Okay, yeah. right, Bridgerton. Then, uh, but the, then week, it, the week after is that Then it looks like Pingu, show. yeah. The... Um, the long-awaited return of Bacho. He's killing it at the minute, to be fair. He's yeah, I, I, and, we'll, and we'll be pinging all the way through it. Oh, well, we're going to get high. We're going to get high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, j- j- just, a little, just a little thing that I read today. I posted on our Twitter, and it's... Um, and, and it kind of it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, because you know the Obi-Wan thing's coming out this year. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm honestly dead excited for it, but we were under the guise that it was just going to be pure fan service. You know, to be fair, it, it shouldn't exist if you were going to be all Star Wars pretentious on us, mm-hmm. but it is. So if it's existing, it needs to have full fan service. And I just read something that um, they completely cut out Darth Maul from this season. Why? I don't know. Apparently, they said they couldn't make it fit, and a lot of people in the comments are going, like, "Well, actually, in the in the Clone Wars Part Two, you know, Episode Whatever, you get killed." I'm just like, "Yeah, no one gives a shit about the animated stuff." I don't class that as canon, but people do, which is fair enough. But at the end of the day, it's fan service, and I, I want I want my Darth Maul. Mm. Well, I guess he'll be in season two. They might be doing what they did with Mando, and maybe you might be right. But they were go- they were go- they were going to get Ray Parker to reprise his role. Oh, really? Yeah, so there you go. Well, it, it, it Ray Parker. Who's, but why, which, which one's he? Is he, is he the guy who did the voice, or is he the guy who actually did the body? He did both, didn't he? No, the guy who did the did they get a did they get a guy do a voice for it. The guy who did the voice is the guy who is the housemate of Sean. He has one and, line or something, doesn't? He? Oh right, Sean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's the guy who does the, uh, the Butterfield Diet video and all that. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I know you mean. But there's, um, yeah, and and obviously, I we we made we didn't make bets, but I think we predicted that Jar Jar Binks is going to be in it, mm-hmm. and we were like, it'd be a crime if he wasn't. Uh-huh. What have you got proof that he is now? Is that what you're going to tell me? I, I don't. Hmm. But it's, it's got to be, hasn't he? Surely. Because the, the 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 magic the magic about Disney with anything that they do that they they have this a knack of making really bland shit characters good. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I think I think it's the right time for people to go. Like, do you know what Jar Jar's a great character? I mean, he's not, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Anyways. But- uh, <laughs> The marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, yeah. So the the reason we picked it, we 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 hadn't had a clue actually. Um, no, well, like this is now. This. So like our um, our episode last week, we were in um, we were in Bulgaria, like we said. Yes. So it was like it was recorded the week before. So um, I guess everything that we'd said about we talked a lot about the war because it was still so fresh at the, t- at the time people were like oh that, that was last week's news. They, they, they were like they were like Christ are these still talking about the war like because we talked about two episodes in a row but that was because we did two episodes in like two days and then it was just yeah. still the thing um, but uh, weirdly enough like the the Cuphead show videos getting getting a lot of views at the minute and we'd really talk about the war lords in it and i just think it's just funny that like you can't you can't pick can to you be, it, what to, pick to be honest popular? with you david for me personally that was a throwaway episode because i was i was very ill and we had to put something out <laughs> yeah. i had i had the worst chest infection of my life i think it's the most pain i've ever been in luckily i was all medicated medicated up to kind of do with that but I, i'm sure everyone would know that I was in an absolute foul mood in that episode so for us it was kind of like right we need to get something out there right the cuphead shows came out like nobody will care to listen but we need something to keep the weekly thing going and it's it's doing amazing yeah. So thank you, I guess. <laughs> it's it's always the ones you don't expect. Yeah. Anywho, so uh, the marvellous Mrs. Mizzle. So this is Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And all I've got in the description here is a housewife in 1958 becomes a stand-up comic. Do you know, did you know anything about this when you, <laughs> when, uh... I didn't know about it until last night when you went, <laughs> like, you were like, it was like 11, it was 11 o'clock and I was like, shit, man, we need to pick something. And, um... You just went, the marvellous Mrs. Mears. And I was like, what the fuck's this? I watched the trailer and I was like, I'm going to hate this. Let's go. Let's do it. The the, the thing is, it's just because um, the new season is out at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for just shows that were kind of currently going and, you know, like something that's kind of new that's I've got a new season out. And this seemed right. I, I saw a little br- brief, brief glimpse of it, but I, I knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even watch the trailer, so I was completely blind. I didn't even know what the gimmick was or anything, or what this was about. Okay. And I think that made it way better for me. Well, I didn't hear it. I, I said I was 100% going to hear it, but I didn't. I didn't at all. There's certain things I don't like, that I, okay. but then I don't... I just don't think it worked. On the very rare occasion it works, you know, like um, stand-up. Or even like the idea of like comedy within comedy, you know, mm. I find that like hard. I mean, maybe the best example of it's like the fucking producers or something like that. 
where like you know, the well, it's, it's, film. it's like a, it's a show within a show that they're making yeah yeah but this is mean? like this yeah. is like stand up stand up comedy within a sort of light comedy you know dramedy yeah yeah kind of yeah, yeah. And um, so the stand up bits like because it opens with stand up and I thought oh, I'm really not gonna like this and um, and you know before it gets to that it's nothing to do with the f- fact it's like female stand up or anything like that I've just as I've gotten older and British stand-up's just on its arse anyway, you know, and, like, I just don't like stand-up. But I think you're judging this... Right, right, I, I'll tell you a little little tidbit. Mm-hmm. So my, my ex-girlfriend, I showed her um, The Prestige, you know, the Christopher Nolan film. The Prestige, yeah. Yeah, if I've pronounced that wrong. The Prestige, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, I, I, I showed her this, and she was like, oh, I'm not a fan of it. I went, okay, well, 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 why, why didn't I don't you like this? I don't like magic. She went, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like films with magicians in and I was like <laughs> and I was like what and it's just like I don't, they got magicians and I don't like it right but I mean is there like is it like a, a concrete reason maybe we thought the acting was bad the story was there something like, no I just anything with magicians I can't stand in I said yeah but the film's not really about magicians I know, I know they've got magicians in it but that's not really the point of the film you know mm-hmm. and we went on for fucking ages over this yeah. and all my roommates were just like what the fuck are you on about type of thing mm-hmm. um, yeah it's, it's a reason she's an ex you know but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I'll say on that but there's yes so with this you know I, I didn't I didn't bother to go and, and, and get go oh well the stand up's terrible in it because it's not the point no, this. no, it's not the point. But I thought because it's obviously written by the writers of the show. Yeah, but it's like 50s comedy, and and it's it's supposed to reflect the time, isn't it? I don't think the stand-up is supposed to be funny or whatever. You know, for for us, it's just it's just telling us. You know, it's just it's just it's a story mechanic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But 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 in a way, it's kind of all uphill from there. You know, I kind of the. Um, all the characters are very um, likable, and they've they kind of got the um, I suppose of like just to set everybody in stone, like the towards you know there's this big scene on a Ferris wheel where like all the main characters are on it <laughs> all at the same time, and it's uh, what was this? It was the first episode, wasn't it? What well, the one on a Ferris wheel? Yeah, towards the end. Right. Wait a minute. What is Hold on, Bitten. Have I watched the wrong episode? <laughs> Wait a minute. No. No, no, I did watch the first episode. I've got to have. Oh my god. No way. Fuck. <laughs> oh, it put me on the fuck! It put me on the first episode of season four. Season four, yeah. And, and- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't even fucking watched it. <laughs> fuck, Zach! Nightmare. What? Oh well. What's it like, man? Is it all right? Fucking hell. <laughs> I'll go on this Ferris wheel. <laughs> what the fuck are you on about? I thought I thought it was a bit confusing, I'm not gonna lie. It's like, <laughs> to be fair, I've I've done that with a few shows and I'm like, God, oh, this is really all over the place. I don't, I don't know what this is about. Fuck. 
Fuck. Okay. Well, well, let me set the scene, David, because I watched this and I didn't know anything about it. So it's uh, the main character, which yes. is played by Rachel Brosnan. I can't pronounce her name. Anyway, she, so Mrs. Maisel, it's her at uh, uh, a wedding and she's making a speech. Okay. And she's like quite, you know, she's very charming, as you probably notice with the character, and she's all like lovely. And she's telling a little backstory about how she went to went to college. Okay. And and she met met the 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 man who she you know she got married to, and stuff like that. So for me, it was like a really good foreshadow. So David, so Dave's not going to speak for the rest of this. This is all going to be me, really, because he's he, he's got no insight in this at all. I'm gonna so, have to. I'm gonna be have to have to be like Jimmy Kimmel, <coughs> and this is gonna have to be like your show, and you're gonna have to like. I'm gonna have to try and interview yeah. you. Yeah, you got you got to interview me about the show. Okay. So fuck they do. So there's um. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to be like, so I've seen a bit of the new stuff, but can you tell me where it all started? Like, yeah, and, and anyway, so it sets up that, and and, and to be fair, I, I didn't know this had anything to do with stand up at all. Okay. So it cuts to four years later. She's had kids, and they kind of weirdly looked after her parents, who live in the floor, two floors above them, who were super rich. Okay. And they live like two floors down. And her and her married life, they seem like a really good couple. Mm-hmm. And they go to this um, comedy club and she, you know, but he's always, he works like a nine to five job, really successful company and everything, but he wants to do stand up. And for whatever reason, he can never get out of luncheon time to get the right slot at the comedy club. Right. Okay. So we'll get to the comedy club bit because we we actually have a tidbit that we can talk about about it. Okay. And um, anyway, so they go to the comedy club, and she. Um, and interestingly, I, I don't know what you've seen in season fucking four. So it might be complete. <laughs> there might be a fucking Mars at this point doing stand up. <laughs> so in this, there's um, the, the comedy club's called the Gaslight. Yeah. Okay. Which there's a lot of themes to do with gaslighting in this. Okay. And uh, anyway, she does, because she's, she's a very charming character. Mm-hmm. She goes to the person that's running it and like, you know, bakes them. I, I don't know what it is, but, you know, like, let's say a pie or something nice. And she's going like, oh, I'm really sorry, you know, for the inconvenience. Like, we're supposed to come, yada, yada. She gives us a whole speech and he gets, she gets him on at um, 10.30. Anyway, he goes up and he does the stand-up comedy and he's fantastic at it. You know, it, it, not amazing, but like, you know, like a really good level and gets a few laughs and that. She's always writing stuff like, oh, how he can improve and stuff like that. And she sees it as like, as like a couple's thing that they do together. You know, she's kind of pretending to be the manager type of thing, giving them notes and they have a, they have a blast. And it's like a little thing they do together. Okay. And, um, and throughout this whole episode, it's made out that she's an amazing wife. Like, you know, she never complains. You know, she's, she always wants to look pretty all the time for him. She even gets up. Um, just before the alarm wakes him up for work and actually does her makeup and makes herself look perfect and goes back to sleep. So, you know, so she's like the cliche, perfect 1950s housewife, does nothing wrong, always charming, never, never whinges, you know, all, all, all that type of thing. And he's, and he's quite nice as well. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he cocks up. Anyway, the, the, anyway, there's like a funny enough, like a, a yeah, it'd be Scott Carson of the day, you know, you know, they'll have like a little stand up in the, the late night talk shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, someone's doing his, his bit. Someone stole his bit. But he stole it from him. Oh, right. Shit. Okay. And he's like, oh, well, you know, all, all, all comedians do it. And she's like, I thought that was your like original material. And he's just like, well, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, when you're starting out, you, you do a thing. So says, oh, okay. Well, you, sh- you should probably do your own we do your own thing you know I've, I've, you could use some of the jokes that i've written type of thing okay and um, he said like, oh, no 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 it's fine anyway he, he, once again he fucks up and doesn't book a time slot 
Mm-hmm. So um, and you know and 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 their, their mutual friends are going to come and see him like oh bless him you know like our, our whatever his name is is going to do a bit of stand up oh that'll be a laugh go and see him you know uh, by the way the stand up clubs in the East End which is where we saw our open mic thing when we were in New York when we were both in New York oh yeah 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 which which is the tidbit by the way and uh, anyway she goes to the she goes to the stand up club and uh, he gets up and then last minute he kind of he bombs because last minute he thinks like shit I need to do um and he do my own stuff, and it's fucking terrible. Oh no! And he, he previously, she kind of like kind of picked up his cardigan. I guess he's like, he like he was at work. Like shit, I don't have time to get my suit. Shit, she could pick up this. She's like, yeah, no problem. I'll sort everything out. She picks up her little jacket, mm-hmm. and it's got a few holes in it. Like nothing you would notice. And he makes a massive deal out of it. It's kind of gaslighter, which is the name of the bar. Yeah. K- kind of saying like, well, you should you should know better. You know what I mean? And she's like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just picked it up last minute. You know, you only, you only phone phone to me like 10 minutes ago I, I just you know I've baked the pie last second and all this so it's like oh, it's going to be a mess now because of you like that type of thing I'm exaggerating but it's yeah. very subtle in yeah, the gaslighting yeah. uh, anyway he gets up and bombs and sh- you know and they're both kind of like and he's just like oh god you know and then he packs his bags and was, he says I'm going to leave you wow and he's, and she's like funny enough she she d- doesn't she fucking handles it like a fucking boss by the way she even makes a quick like a few jokes as well in the middle of it and he's and he says like well you know you, do you ever know what it's like to have a dream and like you know you're not good enough and it's just like well it's fine you know you bombed one night this is like a you know this is like a little thing we do you know what I mean it's just like yeah but I'm not good enough for it's like well it, just, it doesn't matter it's just like what do you mean mm-hmm. it's just like well you know you, you, she essentially says well you're never going to make it but it's just a little fun couple thing that we do you know it's like a little scheme I get you on it the, the, the prime time slot you do your stand up you know I didn't I didn't think you were taking this seriously it's just like I, I, I was. He said, "Yeah, but you're stealing jokes and stuff." It's like, "Yeah, it's just like, but yeah, but it's what you're doing, son." And I even told yours, and it was, and it, nobody laughed at it. It's just like, "Yeah, you didn't really do the 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 timing that well, you know." And there was that type of thing, and he leaves. Anyway, she goes upstairs to her parents and says, "Like, well, he's left. He's uh, he's left me." And the parents fucking freak the fuck out. <laughs> and she's like, and they're like, "It's all your fault. You need to keep your mind." So I've done fucking nothing wrong. She's been perfect, by the way, from this whole episode. Like, <laughs> no, has a step before one, and they're like, you know what I mean? I fucking. I fucking said, you know, it's all your fault. You should be keeping your mind. That's the culture of the 1950s, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, she gets fucking rat-ass drunk. And um, she's left the, the, I think it's like the um, the dish that she's baked the pie in. It's something else, but, you know, let's say a pie for this instance. She's like left the pie dish and she's like, she gets drunk and she's on the metro. She's like in her fucking pyjamas, essentially. Yeah. She goes back to the club and... Uh, and, you know, it's one of those nights that's pretty dead, actually. And mm-hmm. then one guy's just like, okay, we're going to get the next person on. And we'll, we'll have a little five-minute break, you know, while we get the next person on. She drunkly gets up and she does a stand-up, completely blagged, talking about how her husband's left her and stuff like that. And she's like, you know, making all these jokes and people start laughing at her. Mm-hmm. And then she gets, she's like, you know, like, well, you know, any guy would want me, right? And she gets like, you know, well, maybe not my face because it's quite drunk right now. I'm quite puffy. Oh, I'm really feeling bloated. So she covers them up with like, uh, you know, with little thing that she found on the find on the floor like a little waiters you, you know thing that you carry the drinks on mm-hmm. and she's just like yeah you know but they're definitely like these and it whips out her tits <laughs> and everyone's just amazed by it because this is fucking outrageous for the 50s yeah but, you know it, it's it's a seedy it's a seedy kind of hipstery stand-up place so people are like wow she's fucking rad as fuck mm-hmm. and then the police come in and like you know they fucking take her and then put, put her in a cell but the, the manager of the place who fucking hates her 
ex well i guess ex-husband now well husband still you know yeah, yeah. Who, um who who by the way previously always kind of you know annoyingly put him on type of thing and, mm-hmm. and she kept going like oh well he's shit she bails him out bails her out and says like i think you're fucking amazing that's and a only, susie isn't it the short last is that maybe her? yes yeah, yeah, yeah. She, sa- she says like she names a famous comedian who like came through that club and says like there's only been two times in my 20 years of working here that i've been blown away and the first one was, I don't know who the comedian is, but someone famous of the era. Yeah. And then you. And she was like, oh, well, n- no, like, you know, I've never thought of this as crazy. Like, honestly, that's, I've been blown away by your performance. And that's pretty much the end of things. She has a moment like, I'm not doing it. And then she gets out the little, she's about to get a taxi and she gets a little, the notebook out, which she writes all the notes, like masses of notes about how to improve her husband's performance. And that pretty much ends the episode. There's one bit at the end, which is kind of tacked on, which I'll kind of get to. Mm-hmm. But it's essentially that she gets arrested with this other guy who like loves stand up, and I think it's a bit, it's a bit tacked on at the end because she goes back to see him and bails him out and says like, "Do, do you love stand up?" And in a kind of really well written way, says yes. He doesn't say like you know basic bitch writing would be like, "Yeah, I love stand up." It's it's uh, he's kind of like, oh, "There's nothing better to do," and then she goes like, "Yeah, he loves it." You know, it's that type of yeah. dialogue, and that's the end of the episode, and I thought it was fantastic. And uh, the writing was spot on, uh, and and all that. But but I thought it was interesting that like the the, the fact it was called gaslighting because pretty much all the characters who were against her were kind of gaslighting. Even her parents saying it's all your fault. Mm-hmm. You know, you should you should know how to keep a man. He was a, he was a great husband. You know, all this type of shit. Yeah, it's, just, it's like go on, right? You're gonna get your best clothes on. You're gonna go out and after him. Like no woman should should. You know, their man should never leave them. They're clearly doing something wrong. Yeah. But she's done, she's been fucking a babe throughout this whole episode. Like, amazing person. And he's just been a little bitch. Well, for, away from her. for what it's worth, all that stuff's still apparent in season four, episode one. Right. So, <laughs> um, so I do, I can kind of get what you're on about to some extent. But um, the, the parents... Her parents are the, the guy from, um, uh, I'm guessing we haven't met Joel's parents at this point. It's the guy who's in Men in Black, isn't it, who gets his head blown off. That's the father. I don't and know. A, and, it grows, and it grows back. I, I, can't, I can't remember Men in Black. I'm pretty sure it's him. It's Abe. It's his right. name. Uh, what's, what's her maiden name? Is it uh, I don't know, Weissman? actually. Weissman? I don't, I'm I don't not know. sure. Yeah. Um, well... Uh, that actually sounds really good, and I'm good that I've missed it. But um, but the thing is, I watched it without knowing it was about stand up, yeah, or anything to do with that. So, if, so you can imagine it's it's interesting because a lot of marketing kind of gives you an idea of the story before going into it. Yeah. So the pilot itself doesn't explain anything. So when I was watching it, I just saw it as just like a woman in married life, and she takes her husband to a stand up thing. I did not click on. And then halfway through, when she turns the late night TV show and he's st- stealing his jokes, I went like, "Shit, she's going to be a stand up." That's the show. Really? And it was you one of them you- when I was kind of like, "I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying this, but what's the point? Like, what, what, what's the?" You know what's the shtick of this the show that's going to get me invested, and yeah. then that was the moment when like ah she's going to stand up, and there's going to be a moment in the season I don't know when where a husband gets fucking jealous of her or something happens like that, and I thought that's a really cool dynamic. The fact that she the thing is in this episode she was so supportive of him, like helping him out with his lines, you know, like mm-hmm. helping him craft jokes, you know, everything, and he just he just did not respect her in the slightest. But the th- what what's more interesting is that like they could have easily portrayed him as an absolute twat, which he is, but they make him out like he never says anything horrible to her per se. It's all very subtle things. Yeah. 
and he's still carrying it in a way but he yeah he just fucks off because he had a bad night and he says like and he's oh yeah he's sleeping with his secretary type of thing that old mm-hmm. cliche and um well he's yeah, like and, so he's just like a man of the era basically yeah it's, it's mad men crack which we'll definitely go review at some point because that's a fan that's another fantastic show of the time what's well, 60s but you know early 60s yeah yeah season. but yeah and um yeah but also what's interesting is she has two kids mm-hmm. and it seems like they're always at the parents like actually in this whole episode the father or the husband never interacts with the kids which I think was done deliberately to kind of give you an idea what, what that dynamic's about. But obviously I haven't seen further on from this, but mm. you've definitely got to watch it because it was interesting you saying like, oh, well, those bits I thought was a bit naff. I was like, oh God, really? Like- no, but it, it's still, um, the characters are really good. I mean, which is relieving really because by the time you get to season four, that it could still like... Yeah, but the fact that you can tune into what's going on in season four is kind of a testament though, isn't it, surely? Yeah, yeah, of course. And I had a feeling, what, one thing I was going to say, even though I haven't, I don't know if it plays like this in the first episode, but like the whole thing looks like a looks and sounds like a theatre show to me. The acting's like a theatre show. You could argue that with most TV shows. Though. No, that is true, but like it really comes across like like the fucking Thirty Nine Steps in the West End or something. You know, like the really? way. Yeah, really. Di- not in a bad way. Oh, actually, you might be right. You might be right. But Maybe. that might be also just them trying to act like how people acted on screen in the 50s, you know, as well. well. It's interesting you bring that up because there was a style of acting of that time and it wasn't realistic. There's nothing wrong with this, you know, of that style, but it was just the style of the time. Like, like you know, 30 years from now, we'll go like, oh, God, the, the you know, the 2020s, God, they had a, had a weird way of acting then. They'll probably say the same thing, yeah. you know, right? Yeah, yeah, So obviously, co- contextually, whenever somebody does something from the 50s, they kind of have a weird, they kind of act like that in a certain way. Yeah. Even though it's not how people go on, that's just how people acted in cinema at the time. Yeah. So it's interesting how it kind of becomes like a circular, becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy that like, oh, well, everything that's in the 50s has to be that style of acting. Yeah. But it makes sense though because we have an idea of how that acting is in that time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if they were acting really realistic, like you would today as acting in that time, it might have worked. Mm. Maybe I don't know. I might, might be wrong on that. Well, th- yeah, that that that's <coughs> that's how it came across to me, and I thought I just thought, oh, you're going to gobble this up because they like you're <laughs> <'Cause> obviously <laughs> yeah of a theatre boy in yourself love, but like love, but theater, which, which is fine like I mean god I'm, I'm not like when I'm comparing it to 39 Steps I love the 39 Steps at the West End it's better than the film better than the film yeah find me <laughs> sorry Hitchcock but it just is <laughs> it's like and um so yeah I like um I will go back and watch it I actually will because if the if season if the first uh, episode of season four I enjoyed enough, then and you watched it without any context, any seasons, context without seasons beforehand. No, I thought the show. I don't even want to ruin it for you, but I thought the show was about something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine watching Game of Thrones season four. Look, it's not my fault, right? Amazon, right? Look, your Amazon, my Amazon Prime account, fucking knows, right? It fucking no. I so I didn't. I didn't just type in like you know like I didn't just go on. Yeah. Oh, what's new? I typed in all oh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Right? This make this makes me out to be like such a fucking old man that doesn't know how to use technology or something. Right? But like, yeah, yeah. I'm just 
I went, right, okay, bang, bang. I was in a hurry because I was like, shit, I've only just got in. Right, bang, bang, let's whack it on. And I watched the complete wrong episode. Why would I want to watch season four if I've never seen the rest of it? Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? But it? At the end of the day, Amazon Prime is more like a tack-on service. It doesn't justify because, you know, there's the richest company, one of the richest companies on the planet. But still, you know, it's a tack-on version of like the shopping it's like it's it's akin to the real life equivalent of like going to tesco's and going like just before you're about to check out go like, oh, oh there's a little cinema in the corner that you can mm. you can like peruse amazon, a few things you know what i mean we've been it's a bit th- like that yeah we've been through this many times amazon prime is a tack on tax haven is what it is ah, yeah. but um the the benefit is there's no reason for them to cancel a show because they need to spend all that money before it gets taxed so it's just like that's yeah. your theory, Dave, which you're probably completely right on. So it's yeah, I've it's got nothing. Just, to be, I've got nothing to base it, that yeah, on. But, but. Yeah, because the, because Amazon doesn't need the service really, and and you can tell they don't really. It's like Amazon Prime is interesting though because there's always something like obscure on that you go like, oh god, I've never thought about watching that. Mm. You know, like Disney Plus and and um, Netflix are more like the big blockbuster shows, and oh, I've got to see that. Oh, I've got to do it. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime's got this like really weird quirky stuff and it's quite cool for it in a way yeah it does it's, it, I, I, it ironically feels independent <laughs> yeah really I know it's fucking weird. isn't but um, yeah um, apart from that in, interestingly look, what I was going to say before though is the um, the club that they go to reminded me so much of the time we were in New York and we went to this club yeah so we went to the club didn't we that, that, and it club, was like, it, that club's still in the episode that I watched to some extent, okay, okay. Like, yeah, whether it's a flashback or not, I don't, I couldn't tell. But fair enough. And but we went to somewhere quite similar. It was somewhere in the village. Yeah. And it was uh, it was like an open mic thing. Anyone can get up and do whatever. It could be stand up, bit of music. You know, it's that type of night. Same as in the show, really. Yeah. And I, 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 I God, I, I can, I can vaguely remember, but I remember us having a fucking laugh in the corner. But loads of people taking it seriously. I think there was one person. I think he might have been homeless, and he got up and said something like, "So, nine eleven, huh?" No, no, then, it was uh, what was this? It, it was a female comedian, and she was doing. Oh, was this okay? She was I doing. She was actually doing really well and like it was it was like it was like a fucking long buster bomb went off like it just sucked the atmosphere out of the room what did, what did she say she, but she was in the middle of a set she make a 9-11 joke she made a 9-11 joke in the middle of the set and I can't remember what it was and it's in New York by the way which is probably the worst place to do and everybody that. went dead silent and me and you just went <laughs> like, we just saw creasing in the corner like, just as in like I cannot believe she's just, just, just done a 911 joke on Manhattan Island and then fucking was the- <laughs> and, and, and I think she went off in shame and it's uh- oh no I've lost you and okay sorry about that <laughs> again um, so we're up to yeah, yeah she sucked so, the atmosphere so out and she then- made a joke and she went off and then there's someone who came on who sang like a song to do with bees or something I can't remember. Can you, oh my can god! You, oh my god! It? You've just reminded me of that guy. Yeah, he was there. Uh, he? he came on with a bass guitar, and he was sort of rapping these verses a bit like Smash Mouth kind of thing. Yeah, and then he'd go like, be, and I remember Clear as Day was like, and he was going, "Be careful, love the bees, bees, be careful, love the bees." bees. Do you remember that? Fucking I hell. do. But everyone was not impressed. But apart from us in the corner, who were fucking lapping it yeah. up, we loved it. There was a careful, love the bees, bees. There was a middle-aged Chinese magician. He was dire, but it was so funny to watch because he was so bad. I, I, th- I think we're the only British people in there, so we can appreciate utter schlock, can't we? Like, yeah. We fucking love it. But there was a guy who was doing these, like, 
weird um <laughs> what was he doing he was saying all these like random sort of philosophical things and then playing this like weird stringed instrument that sat on like a huge dining table it was massive and um in every time he said something and then he just started doing that and everybody this is when everybody was starting to hate us because we just could not (laughs) control our laughter because it was supposed to be serious everybody's look it was it was all slam poetry and stuff wasn't it was that type of night just to tell you just to tell you the type of night it was like you so we went in we were like oh we'll do a set you know we'll be weird because we're english like and there's probably not used to that we were the we were the most we were like fucking the joe Joe mckeldry of it like we were (laughs) we were were fucking ollie murs or like just (laughs) Blend, oh, oh, I have the best example, Gary Barlow. Yeah, we yeah. were we were fucking special care. Do you know what I mean? We were just we were just bl- cornflakes, bland yeah. as fuck, and uh, nobody Bor- had it. Nobody yeah. had any opinion on us, and um, and then um, but you went in and you got given a raffle ticket, and that was the order you were going to be on. So my number was like fucking yeah. twenty six or something. So I was like the twenty six act on. Christ, your memory, David, is mental. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> yeah, mine was ages, and um, and we were just nothing, weren't we? We were just we were just nothing in this wacky place. This was just a wacky bar, in there. I don't even know where we were in New York, somewhere, you know. But yeah, um, it was like East End type of yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so uh, you know, just you know, they say if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. It's fucking true because everybody's just, but <laughs> everybody's a character there. My God, we were the NPCs in New York. When, well, yeah, well, I was when I was there. Anyway, so boring. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. But th- th- there's actually there's actually a line because her because um, all the, the very upper class, all the character, like all the main characters in this, like yes. really rich. Yeah, and and. And the husband, the idea was like, you know, very well off, like really high paying job type of thing. But he wants to do stand up and he, he kind of dreams of being, you know, in in the seedy underbelly of stand up comedy, you know, in, in the clubs and stuff, you know, where, where, where the real action is. Anyway, they, they bring their like two friends, like I said before, mm-hmm. and they're really posh. And, she, and, and like one of the women who's quite funny, I think she'll have, I think she'll be in it a lot more type of thing. She, she, she was getting... You know, like I think someone says, "Oh, don't go to the bathrooms. It's 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 the village." You know what I mean? It's you know, it's where all the hipsters are. Type of things. Like, oh well, I want to go in it even more. You know, it's that type of crack. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think the middle line, and he and he was bitching about like how he can't wear the cardigan because it has holes in it. Like I said before, mm-hmm. and he says, "Like, dude, you in you in the, you in the village in New York, you could wear fucking underwear, no one would bat an eyelid, type of thing." Yeah. And it still runs true today. You, you could, yeah. you could, you could. We, we we found fucking ski boots outside of the place, didn't we? Or like in that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, all you know, all the stories of like, because I'm like an open book, aren't I? And I always tell my stories to like everybody that I meet. Mm-hmm. And I guess the story that people find hardest to believe is that we found a pair of ski boots in, in on Manhattan. In Manhattan, like this, this was in the middle of the summer, like the, the streets it, were cracking. You know, it, it was, was that hot. It was fucking end of May, and it was red hot. It was, the, I think, it was the most humid. Ex- experience of anime life like yeah it's horrific I, I i've I, i've been to ghana and it was hotter in manhattan at the time and um we, we went out we walked outside of a pub and there was just a like two you know pair of ski boots we took a boom we took yeah. a boom I, mean, I think we skied them a few times actually yeah. yeah i don't know who has them who has a ski boot i thought i had them but i don't think i do i think your dad has them no i don't think right it must there must be the ones i'm wearing i think there might be you know ah uh, 
Um, well, I've still got them, like nearly, oh, well, well, t- nearly 10 well, years ago. Well, it works well, the story, because we just got back, got back from skiing in them, so a great little connection yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to ask, is there anything else you want to say on this show that you haven't watched, David? <laughs> I don't feel... I don't feel um, I don't feel like I deserve to, really. Well, I, well, David, I think the acting's fantastic. It's a really great story. And the fact that I knew nothing about it kind of made it all the better. So if you all listen to this, I've kind of fucked up the um, the crack for you. So I do apologise. Uh, <laughs> yes, so what, what what do you think is... And, and would I carry on? Yes, I definitely would. I, I'm, I want to jump straight into it now, if anything, you know. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. So um, what do you think the rating is? <laughs> well... I know the rating of the episode, believe it or not, but then I haven't seen the episode. So the rating- I haven't seen the episodes. So. Okay, well, that's perfect because, yeah, okay. So, um, hmm. The rating of the whole show, how the fuck would I know? God. Well, based on what you've seen. Uh, 8.1. 8.7. Really? Mm-hmm. Fuck me, that's really high. It is. Wow, it's really high. Shit. For this um, first episode, I'm going to say 8.5, but I think it probably should be higher. 8.6, so it is higher. All right, there you go. Hey, that no, that's very respectable. Fair play, fair play. Amazon Prime. Do you want to know something mental? Yeah. It came out to the day <laughs> five years ago. So really, we've done this quite well. What? <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, there you go. Never mind your execute order 66s <laughs> or your 24s. <laughs> by pure by pure accident, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. We've and I watched the, the wrong we've episode. The, we've got the spot on, haven't we? Well, well, well you haven't. We've not got a spot. This is the worst one. <laughs> this is the worst shit show yet. And it's all my fault. And I'm sorry. And we didn't talk about the Ukrainian war either. <laughs> no. I don't know anything about it anymore. Weirdly enough, you'd think I'd know more about it being in Bulgaria, but then um, there's no Bulgarian news channel, man. They, they used to have Russia today, and it's gone. Yeah. So, the but yeah, but yeah, I, I'd highly recommend watching the first episode. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I will, <coughs> and I'll um, I'll at least do. F- f- we'll do a little. We'll do a little. We'll do a thing next week. We'll get back to it. Yeah, but fuck me, everybody. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know what's going to happen now? This is going to be like, this is going to be the most popular episode ever within a week. <laughs> it's always our crap ones, isn't it? Like the Cuphead show. Like people lap that one up. That's it. Oh, it's <laughs> lo- oh, Baden's got some really good insight. I don't know what that other clown's doing there, but fair enough. <laughs> Fuck. This is going to be popular, isn't it? Yeah. Anyways, uh, yes, we'll, we'll end it there. Well, as punishment, David, where can you find us? Um... A subreddit uh, is DBTP podcast. I, I suppose that would be r forward slash DBTP podcast. Um, our TikTok is the same. Our Twitter is the same. They're all DBTP podcast. Uh, and our Instagram is don't blame the pilot. I'm assuming we'll change it to match yeah. in time. Um, and... Uh, that's about it, really. I don't know. Do you want my phone number as well? <laughs> yeah, go on. Why not, David? Send us a text on that. Yeah. So the um, and yeah and um, yeah. If if you want to if you want to give any little um things next week, I, I put up something on Reddit. Um, but in general, if if you go on our Reddit and say like, oh, 
guys you guys really suck this week anyways you should probably do this episode I want you to do you should, you should do um, <laughs> Line of Duty season 2 or something you know knock yourself out mm-hmm. but next week we're doing Bridgerton so do tune in for that I was going to ask you. yeah Bridgerton Ooh. I will make sure I will, I will make sure I watch the first episode this will it's, never it's happen on, it's on Netflix so you know you, you won't cock it over oh the good player yeah nice yeah. one I will never make this mistake again I promise Hard cuts in next week when you watch season four. Bridgerton. <laughs> it's only got two seasons, right? No, the, the fourth season's actually coming out next week when we do the podcast, which is by design. <laughs> Have I been living on Mars? Like, where, where, where's this, <laughs> is this show massive? It's massive, yeah. Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Can can you all just seriously? Can you all just give me a minute and just see if I recognise it? From... Is there fucking secret cinema on us? They don't do secret cinema or anything niche. It has to be popular. Bridget. Yeah, but it was it was massive when it came out. I think it's season three that's coming out next week. I'm really? not sure. Yeah. Man, I have never seen this. It's all algorithm based though, isn't it? Like I mean, I guess I've never it really is, watched the, 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 the show is not for us. Which would be interesting. Mm. Mm. Okay. Fair Wait, so have you not watched any of it? I have, yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Cool. Um, well, I'm looking forward to that, and then we'll do a little bit of a part two on Marvelous Mrs. Mears, and I can I can tell you my opinion on it. All right, we could do we could slap it on the end of Pingu or something. You know what I mean? And <laughs> just make Bacho suffer. Why is it? It's great to see. Great to hear great from you Bacho. again. Anyways, just give me a minute. Give me a minute. <laughs> I need to sort this out. No, you you can have your little rant at the start of next week. Okay. So if you want to hear David's thoughts on on this then tune in next week and and what a great way to end it it, yeah the the podcast i i kind of thought this point would be would be all professional we've had one fucking you know internet outage (laughs) and you haven't even watched the thing that we're discussing fucking fucking brilliant how many episodes have we done are we we, we only is that like our fifth one or something still like learning the ropes no (laughs) it's our 67th fucking episode we've done this for over a year and this is our crack very good. And on that note, we'll see you next week. See you for Bridgerton. Have a good week. <laughs> oh, <Bye. no>. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> oh god. It's the problems of doing doing this podcast a day before it comes out. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about it, is it? <clears throat> There's nothing, no. We haven't got the time. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Fuck's sake. Cool. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> if you're going to ask me how long it is, I don't know because it cut off. <laughs> I have no idea. I do apologise. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes, it was on this fucking carousel at the end, right? I don't know what that was all about. <laughs> what?